it's episode 42, a Black Deer Festival special. Yep, in just over two weeks' time, and the Black Deer Festival in Kent opens its doors for the second time. And last year was a complete and utter triumph. And we're um, privileged today to be able to speak to the organisers of the Black Deer Festival, Jill T and Deborah Schilling. Jill and Deborah have a company called Entity, which uh, produce the festival. They've produced festivals and music uh, events for Bob Dylan, Neil Young, the Eagles, Van Morrison, Mumford & Sons. So they have rich history in the music and entertainment world. And last year they put their effort and their energies into getting Black Deer Festival off the ground, you know, or seemingly out of nothing. And now it's opening its doors for a second year running after winning the best new festival uh, at the Association of Independent Festival Awards last year. I love this description of the festival that I found online. With female co-founders, a breathtaking location in the Garden of England, and a passion for all things Americana, the award-winning boutique independent event offers a festival experience like no other. And, uh, you know, I think those never a truer word spoken. Such an eclectic lineup of, um, you know, traditional country... Alt country, Americana, folk, indie, um, you know, we have lots of festivals and lots of music choices now in this country. Uh, for those of us associated with the, the country and the Americana genre. And, um, you know, Black Deer have really carved a name for themselves, but not just with their eclectic uh, and their authentic lineups. You know, there is so much more about the festival than just the music. And uh, in our interview today with uh, Jill and Deborah, we, uh, we touch upon all the other things that you can do at the festival, the other experiences that you can have. But rather than let me tell you about it, I'm going to let them tell you. The first 30, 40 seconds of the audio seemed to crackle a little bit in the recording, so I've just asked Jill and Deborah, you know, about their feelings uh, about the festival last year and what sort of feedback they had and how thrilled they were about it, and I'll let them pick up the tale from here. And, and uh, to get the feedback and, and the joy on people's faces at our festival was, uh, it's beyond measure what we felt, you know, it was, it was really humbling and overwhelming and... All the work, all those words. Yes. Jeff and I stood there at the end of it all, going, "Wow." <laughs> yeah. wow. Overwhelming must be a good word for it, maybe. Yeah, because you, you just kind of you, you just can't believe that 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 everything that you thought was going to happen happened, but happened even more. Yes. And, and one of the lovely lovely things that came out of this was when we were packing it all away. Obviously, we're going to talk about more things, but. Was packing it all away, and the last time on on that beautiful site, um, one of the litter pickers come up, and uh, he just come up to me and he said, "I just like to say that I've been here from the beginning, all the way through." And he said, "A bit of magic happened over this." Week. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And that was like I cried. I, I literally, my, I welled up, and I went to like such a lovely thing to say. He said, I've been working on festivals for many years. Right. Um, and he said, I can really sincerely say that. And it was beautiful, you know. Uh, it's really probably, probably that type of feedback that comes straight from the chalk face that means more to you than anything else, I suppose. It, um, it always has done. Uh, for me, working on festivals, rather promotes, you know, working for promoters for years, um, I always 
wanted to build a community, so we always did. So our, our you know, our world was always, you know, welcoming. And yes. No matter what you did on a site, I think it never bothered me. I never sucked up to anyone that was, you know, just because they're an artist or anything. Everyone was treated the same. Yeah, yeah. And then being able to apply that to our own festival, um, where where it was, it was, you know, absolutely set in stone that everyone had to treat everyone with respect. I'd have someone off that site if they didn't. Yes. Um, and... And it proved uh, to be the, the thing that, most, you know, a lot of the feedback was how lovely everyone was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, you know, Debs and I both, you know, we both care, we both care in people and, and, and look after our, our teams. And, uh, yeah, the loyalty that has been shown for us is, yes. is, 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 is you you guys have sort of instantly created your own own niche in the marketplace by having a very diverse and eclectic lineup last year. Was that always the plan? Was it always the plan? Yeah, I mean, we you know we love this music. Like both Phil and I have grown up with this music. Um, from what you know, from my parents were Glen Campbell fans. Johnny Cash and Jill, your your, um, brother and, you know, your whole family have been around this this music. So for us, we, you know, we we loved it and um, we knew that it was obviously a developing genre genre in this country. So um, combining country and Americana was was an odd thing, you know, in terms of when when we went out to the US and met with all the agents and and management out there in Nashville, they were quite puzzled by the fact that we would combine Americana and country. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that, you know, that there's obviously the the authentic country, which is, you know, that that we really champion at at Black Deer. Yes. And then there's the more sort of poppy side of, of the country market, which um, you know, not not so much for us. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, there's plenty of coverage for that sort of thing in other festivals, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, obviously we do have a, one. Our headliner on Sunday is the Shires, and, but they are, you know, the, the biggest country. Yes. In the UK, and we can't ignore that. And, we, and again, we want to celebrate, you know, that, that because country is growing in this country. In, in the in the UK, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that you know, we're really happy with the with the balance of uh, lineup that we have, and you know, combining all all of these fabulous genres from you know from the bluegrass to the folk to the blues, and some, some really heavy blues that we we've um, introduced this year. Yes, on our, on our Roadhouse stage, um, which is curated by Desert Scene, um, right? Who's are the uh, the promoters behind Desert Fest. Yes. Yeah, you know, re- really established festival in its in its own right, and um, you know we're very very proud to, to have partnered with them this year. And it's a natural ma- marriage. That, that you know those two that genre of, of that desert rock, you know what desert fest is, uh, is a natural marriage with what we're doing. And at first, people might go, "Oh, really?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does work. And if if you read the history of both, you can see how how those two genres combine. Yeah. 
um, to give us that diversity, which we're really proud of. What well, what I love about your your lineups, um, you know, last year and this year, is that whilst sort of people from the outside might think, well, it's all just one big sort of um, Venn diagram of just Americana, but there's so much creativity and diversity within it, and yet everybody seems to be checking everybody else out. Yeah, and that's what's exciting. Yeah. We love, that's what Debs and I are so proud of. We, we pick every single artist that's on that lineup. Our booker books it with, you know, brings, you know, names to us, and then we listen and go, is that right? How's that going to fit? So it's a real three way street with our booker booking the, yes. the, the lineup. And uh, we, just, we just get really excited that people came last year and go, Oh my God, I didn't realise I would love that artist, that <laughs> artist. And, and that's happening now all of the time because our playlists are going out. Yeah. People are going, Oh my God, I didn't realise I would love that and I'm loving that. And we're creating these conversations between people like, you know, there's, there's, there's a, um, we've got a, a Black Deer attendees, which is up to 550 people that are a group on Facebook. Yeah. Just through going to our festivals, all joined together. That's brilliant. You know, they're just talking about, you know, the artists. You know, it's, 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 it's really fantastic for Debs and I to yeah. see that um, activity continuing from the festival last year right up to the excitement that's building now for this year yes and the park itself is is part of the success story isn't it did you always have that venue in mind as your number one priority uh, right so um i've been working with the estate for the past five years um and and the role as a consultant as part of the business i was a consultant to the estate um uh, to get their licenses upgraded, yes, for, you know, from a small license to bigger licenses, and to encourage other promoters to come and put a festival on there. Um, and all through that period of time, I just kept and um, um, had a vision for our own festival there, but never thought that we'd actually ever do it. <laughs> so um, the 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 state captured my heart five years ago and continues to do every time I go there. I was at um, the estate doing a site visit with the team on Wednesday and the sun was shining and (laughs) it's breathtaking. The skills are roaming. It's like a world of its own. Yeah. And and so there was never, never any other venue than that. Right. I I don't think Black Deer would have existed if that venue wasn't already in our world. No. it came together. Yes. Imagine if we'd been roaming around a pig farm. <laughs> 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 <Black> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> so, what what were the biggest challenges you faced last year then? <laughs> Selling pigs. Yeah. How's, did and what was the stuff that gave you sleepless nights? Everything. Yes. So that comes at a price. <laughs> yeah. We had six stages last year. We've got the same this year. What, in fact, seven? Was that more? Yeah. In fact, there's eight, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, counting. you know, and, and the highest production levels. So in, that costs a lot of money. And, you know, the, the sort of the nature of people, people buying tickets, they tend to buy tickets sort of 
slightly later than they, they did, you know, five years ago. Right. So, so basically, I mean, you know, it's the same. Anyone that's running a festival will tell you that it's cash flow and it's, it's, it is really, really challenging um, because, you know, we want, the, the, as I said, the, you know, the, uh, the, the levels of production to be so high. Yes. Everything else, you know, the facilities, the, the look and feel, everything that we're doing, all the details that we put into it, create that magical site that's got, you know, that's, that's a real um, experience. Yes. Oh, and, we do, and, we, and we do have to give a massive thank you to our investors who believed in our vision. Yes. Who continue to believe in our vision. Because as Deb said, we set the bar high. And being in the industry a long time, we, we knew that if we'd gone in as a, oh, we're starting a festival from the bottom up, um, the agents wouldn't have taken notice. We wouldn't have got our foot in the door on a year we needed to. Yeah. Or there's lots of other festivals starting this year, we noticed. We feel we got the right spot for us. Yes. We want to do. Um, and that's the one we're going to build and build on that. But it takes a lot of balls from, a, from, from our point of view to go in that bravely and then collect our investors en route. Yeah, that's sure. That's kind of what we did. Yeah. Um, it was a gamble for us. We, we were very honest with all our suppliers what, what, our, you know, what we were doing. Yes. Um, but they stuck with us, our suppliers stuck with us, our team stuck with us, and we, we gradually built you know, this amazing group of investors, and I can't thank them enough. Yeah. But for them continuing to have the faith in us to be able to produce the festival at a high, you know, at the same standard, but with more, um, more content to it, um, and 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 believe in us and believe in that Black Deer future. Yes. So, you know, I really have to thank them hugely for that. And and. It, the festival itself is much more than just a music festival. I really admire what you did with um, children and, and the arts and food, and, and that's important to bringing people in as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is a family experience that we wanted to provide. So, you know, we, we've got these, all these lovely layers within, you know, it's not just about the music. There's, we've got a great live fire area, where um, you know where we're sort of showcasing and doing demos of yes smokehouse cooking and barbecue cooking with some great chefs that are you know that are, um, renowned within um, the smokehouse cooking world. So you know people like Neil Rankin from Temper and uh-huh. um, people like Nick West a hunter-gatherer, we've got a charcoal maker who's, you know, just yeah, lots, wow. lots of, of, of <laughs> real experts who, are, and it's, it's a chance for, you know, the, the guests to, to watch and to taste and to, to listen to these great chefs talking about um, creating this delicious food. Yes. So we've got smokestack coming, the big old smokers that are, you know, <laughs> smoking food for 24 hours and the smells and the sights and the sounds are, are, are you know, are going to be fantastic. So, um, the whole life fire stage is that is sort of developing this year. We've got lots more things going on there. So we've got we're showing films, in, you know, late in the evening. So oh wow! Film director Nicholas Winding Refn, who's um, remastered um, these films from the nineteen fifties. Wow! Um, we've got 
three three films that were showing on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday: um, Wild Guitars, Cotton Picking, Chicken Picking, <laughs> and um, and also uh, a, a film that was actually uh, the tapes were sort of rescued from a fire, and um, he's painstakingly remastered wow. uh, the film. It's, it's called um, the, the Forty Acre Feud, and it hasn't been seen before. So this is Blimey. this is it. Virgin out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'll be you'll be a film festival five years down the line then as well. Well, you never know, do you? <laughs> um, you know, sorry again. No, I was just going to say that all these films are all based around country music. Yes. In those days, you know, the plot wasn't always the, the most exciting of plots, but <laughs> it was all about the music. Right. Actually, when you watch them, it was the way that they've been digitally remastered. It, it, they're, they're just beautiful works of art. Yes. So, um, it's just a nice... You know, all these things all tie tie into one another, and and it's about this this culture and and you know the, the sort of artisan nature of, of everything that we're doing. From you know, we've got a mercantile um, area where there's you know real sort of craftsmen that Flatfoot Johnny, who's a guy who makes banjos from South East London. Oh, good God! You know, he's he's going to be here. With yeah. Eight, um, uh, we've got a, a guy who who hand makes surfboards. Beautiful inlaid surfboards. It's, you know the, the the craftsmen are going to be uh, in the mercantile tent. We've got some great um, other traders here. Yeah, yeah. People are going to be relieved of their money. You could, you, 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 <laughs> you definitely you, will be because you could be a thrash metal fan and still come to the festival and enjoy yourself. Yes. So it's not like we've just thrown, oh, let's get a fairground ride there. Nothing is filled uh, with anything other than quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, even our campsite this year was developed beyond last year to create an absolute hub called the yard, um, where it's the local, um, it's being curated by the local forum and uh, a guy called Paul Dunson, the local musicians, Pete Taylor and Nigel, that they're a group who, who constantly feed. Tunbridge Wells with live music. Oh, okay. Um, so they've been given the opportunity to curate the whole of the yard area, um, and it's the introducing stage, really, of, of artists that are, that are really talented. Been around for a long time, some of them. But yeah. Have never sort of played on a festival um, site before, um, and it's given the campers something more. Um, oh. Stay in the weekend, you almost don't need to leave the yard. <laughs> but what you've got is, you know, then, then you've got out, you, you know, you can go out to this amazing, like, world that we're building, but if you didn't, just go to their camping and have a great time. Wow. You really, you really could with some great music. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I say, each area, Debs and I painstakingly discuss and care and, you know, we're there on site making sure it's just beautiful and as beautiful as we can. But keeping the ethos of it, yes. you know, we, we're not trying to be Disney-esque or <laughs> trying to create stuff that isn't made out of natural products, you know, products, you know wood and, you know, yeah, yeah. Great. But, but, but each, each and everything that we do, we, you know, we massively care about. So, and speaking speaking of natural products, then, and um, and caring about things, how, how have you have you what steps are you making to sort of um, be ecologically friendly at the festival? How green is it with the plastics and the recycling and all that sort of thing? Well, that's really 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 important to us, and it's 
you know, it's important for lots of um, people that run festivals. It's it's quite challenging. I, I that's I, that's I, that that would be my perception. Yes. Yes, it is really challenging. It's actually very expensive to care about the, the environment. <laughs> yeah. That sounds a ridiculous thing to say, but you know, as an example, we don't want we do not want single-use plastic. Yes. Um, water bottles sold on uh, black beer. We don't, we don't want that to happen. And so, you know, how, what do we do about that? Well, we've, we're making sure that we've got lots of um, stand pipes within the arena so that, you know, if people want to bring their own uh-huh. water bottles or we're going to be selling water bottles, um, you know, they're able to, to top up as they go. Yes. If they don't want to do that, then they can buy water at our bars, but um, they'll be made of aluminium. Real. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've, so that's one step that we're working towards. We've got really great recycling that is really important to us. That we're, you know, that that's all happening and just as a matter of course. Um, and then obviously there's, uh, you know, that that's our sort of step towards doing what we can in terms of single-use plastic. Yes. Um, we're also we're also and, working with the greener festivals. Sorry, sorry, working yeah. with the, the Greener Festival, the organisation. Oh, okay. Um, who, who acknowledge that, that we can only take so many steps each year. Yes. We're not, we, you know, we're not going to be able to get all this right year one, year two. But no. Each year, we're, we, we, we're improving what we're doing. And working with, with an organisation like that, it, it's an understanding of where we can make those that difference. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, well, it's, Deb said it's not a cheap hobby. No, it, <laughs> no it, but we've also, you know, all of our traders, they, they've been informed that we don't want plastics, you know, and that ah, okay. carefully consider um, the containers that they're serving any food in. We, you know, we don't we yeah, yeah. single use plastic on site, we don't want straws, we don't want, you know, we want utensils to be made from bamboo or wood. Yes. So, you know, all those things are taken taken into account and we are, you know, we care passionately about the environment. I mean, you're a fool not to, aren't you? Well, yeah. So, and I, I imagine the demographic of many of your fans are and, and customers and clients are all in that mindset anyway. I have to tell you, literally, we had, if, if you walked our site last year at the end of, you know, on, on the, the Monday morning, yes, there was barely... Yeah. Oh, great, yeah. There was beautiful. One, there yeah. was one tent left behind. You know, we had all these um, charities biking to us saying, can we come down and collect the tents that have been left behind? Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't a single tent. Wasn't there? Behind. So we know that, you know, very few cigarette butts on the floor. Yeah. We were using the ashtray. Right. Know, I, I, think, I think people came on to that stunning site. Even if you are wasn't a particularly green uh, person. Yeah. And you, you just came onto that site. It's so breathtakingly beautiful. You you you, you felt impelled to, to kind of, like, keep it nice. Yes. I could see that. I could see that, yeah. Leave no sight. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I do think it matters. So it sounds like, then, that the workload has been easy this year and there's no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's a new pressure. It's like an album, you know, you do your first album. And yeah, this is, this is the difficult second album then. <laughs> we won four awards, of which we've, you know, massively proud of. Yeah. In, for a year one festival to pick up four awards across the board. Yes. For all of our elements, you know, 
Well, you've managed to keep the band together so far, so that's good. <laughs> I de- ideally, where do you see the festival being in five years' time? What's your vision for sort of five, ten years in the future? Well, we're, gonna, we're obviously taking each year as it comes. But, yes. You know, we've had different um, conversations with uh, various people who are looking at us and wondering whether we'd be interested in doing something like this in other places. Yeah, yeah. Um, without, you know, giving any sort of details away. But, um, you know, we're sort of, what we've set out to do is to really sort of develop a brand, a really beautiful, yes. carefully Sorry, I know it's an overused word, but a carefully curated brand. No, no, I agree. I th- uh, yeah. That, that has, uh, you know, just a, a really beautiful aesthetic to it that's authentic and, and all those values. Um, and, you know, we've worked really, really hard to create that. Yes. And who knows, you know, I think there's lots of uh, directions that we can go with, with Black Deer. Yes. But we, we don't want to, you know, sort of jump before... Um, because the the one thing i was thinking is would you ever consider being where it is would you ever consider hosting a sort of simultaneous event a bit like the v festival does somewhere else in the country over a weekend i think you know these discussions obviously take place and um you know, we want to get year two right yes down as as a brand and as, as an experience you know um one of the lovely things that another lovely comment we had was it was like walking into a big hug. <laughs> and I, I think this country actually needs some hugs. Yes. And uh, I think if we can capture what we've got and, and transport that into you know another another part of either the UK or Europe and make it a big hug all around. Yeah, yeah. Then, then I, I think we'd have achieved something. I think this is a, this is quite a harsh world, really. Yeah, yeah. People, and I think escaping into a, a world, even be it for three days, uh, it recharges the batteries and reminds us of the simplicity of life. And sure. Actually, how lovely it is just listening to great music. Yes. Being around lovely people and... And that's probably our ambition is in five years that, that there's a few more places where we can offer the big house. Yes, I like that. I like that uh, analogy. Oh. <laughs> so, no, I know, and it's one of those lovely things that was said to us. And you, 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 that's embedded in your brain, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, we want to be able to give to people, really. Yes. And so bringing it back to the music then, my final question. If... If money is no object and travel was no object, is there anybody that you two would choose to play Black Deer in the future who hasn't played yet? You know, who would be your, like, ultimate, I can retire, I've done my job pick? I would love a bit of Dolly. Oh, okay, yes. (laughs) Me, I'd love a bit of Dolly. I'd love her to go, you know something, those gals have have done that, they've gone out on a limb, they've they've kind of, you know... Made what they've made. I'm going to get on that stage and give them a song. I, that that I think is just one of those little dreams you have in your head. You know? <laughs> I, think, I think mine would be Willie now. Oh, cool! I interviewed Lucas Nelson last week. Oh, no. and he oh. it was such a fascinating interview. Was okay. it? Yeah. Yeah. 
He, uh, you know, from the music to the lifestyle to the marijuana, to, uh, it was just a fascinating interview. <laughs> but yeah, Willie, Willie would be awesome, wouldn't he? Willie would be awesome. And Brandy Carlisle, actually. Oh, yeah. I love Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. I'm perfect to play black here. And, you know, yeah, look, the good thing the good thing is they're all alive. Yes. Little yeah, true, true. And and Dolly does keep popping over to the, over here with the nine to five musical and that sort of thing. Exactly. Come on, Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, listen, guys. Thank you for your time this afternoon. It's absolutely fascinating talking to you about all this, and and it's been absolutely brilliant watching it blossom. And knowing that it's still going somewhere in the years to come as well. So we're hoping, we're hoping to see you. Yeah, well, we uh, our team is expanding at the same time. So there's three or four of us now. So um, we might be able to um, to get at least somebody down to the festival this year. We'd love to. It just sounds such a oh. wonderful thing. Oh. Thank you so much. Wasn't that um, a fascinating 25 minutes? It was really lovely to speak to two people so passionate and enthusiastic about their festival, about the music, about the food, about the experiences you can have down there in Kent in a couple of weeks. Tickets are still on sale. Um, You can purchase them from the Black Deer Festival website, which can be found at uh, blackdeerfestival.com. And on that website, you can find out all about the camping, all about the food, all about the lineup, which is a band of horses, and the Shires, John Butler Trio, Chris Christoph, Chris, I can't even say it, Chris Christopherson, Mavericks, Billy Bragg, loads of people, Yola, Nico Case, our personal favourites, The Wondering Hearts are playing, Magic Numbers, Ryan Bingham, Larkin Poe, there's some great, great artists. Um, with uh, a wide spread of sounds and instruments and uh, vocal styles on display. So get your tickets now. Uh, The whole thing opens in a couple of weeks and uh, you will have an amazing time. Thanks for listening today. I've been James Dakin and this has been, wow, nearly 30-minute country.